0: The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most. With the crew and a good captain well season, including some terms with the
1: Wednesday afternoon, starting off the muster with Howie Morrison, uh Willow Bank farmer and Alliance Board Director. G'day Howie, how's sags?
0: Gordon, Andy, how are you lifting your game with some of that music too, Bart? What a great leader.
1: Well, the crazy story of Gordon Lightfoot is, just as I thought, well, you're on the show today, I'll give you some Gordy. I learnt five minutes later he actually passed away.
0: Oh, that's that sad because as um, he managed to put out some great sounds and that was uh, that epic one you were playing there, the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. What a, what a great bit of history and a great story it tells.
1: Yeah, sundown, if you could read my mind, Carefree Highway... Um, I've actually got this written down on a screen in front of me. That's how I know it. Not that I knew it off the top of my head or anything. But, yeah, it's, um just shows a lot of these sounds. It's a song that tells a story. That's the beauty about it, isn't it?
0: That particular one, there's a lot of the, uh, the, the story of the ruck of the MFJ, but a lot about this is... Uh, Bit of Indian legend in it. Um, yeah, a really good. Listen, a long song. I think it's seven, or eight minutes, something
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, it is. It goes on for quite a while. I think the one song that really resonates with me out of all the songs you do hear on the radio regarding telling a story would be Key Song by Cold Chisel because it just comes across in such a great form, um, storytelling form.
0: Yeah, and look, that's a great bit about some of that music, Andy. If you you know you listen to the words, that there's a there's sometimes a real bit of history and story in them, isn't there?
1: Uh, on the ranch today, Howie, the weather's looking pretty good for a couple of days, which isn't flash for opening morning, but I think we'll take it in the overall scheme of things, considering the way it was.
0: Oh, no, look, when you get that really good lead-in with May, it's uh, it's great, that lead into the winter. So, you know, the first week's looking good. These are great temperatures we're getting, Andy. Really good grass growth still. And, um, you know, fingers crossed for a good May like we did last year.
1: What's happening on farm today?
0: Oh, just a bit of tidying up. We've got some... Uh, working through the last of the lambs to go we've been holding on um uh, to them to try and get some uh some good weights up and just uh see what happened with price so we just uh, got some going today some more going sunday and then away way up for next week just to to see what we can um get rid of the last of them andy uh some tidying up jobs um just working through the next couple of days changing some ram mobs and harnesses and um as uh, you know, heading into that second cycle with the U mating. so that and, and some good tidy up jobs as well. Are you having
1: issues of harnesses of crayon melting?
0: Uh, well, we haven't actually got crayons on anything um, yet. Oh, they just go on now. Of days when yeah. those crayons first go on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hearing that a bit warm for some of the crayons. Oh, it used to be the instance,
1: like it used to be softer hard crayons you could put on the harness, and like more often than not, you get a, a week of white, fine weather like this, and um, you find a youth has basically been turned into um, a piece of Da Vinci work on the back end.
0: Oh, well, as long as the colours there, Andy, it's, um, that's the important
1: bit. Well, it sticks out like a rainbow sometimes. But um, so, as you look at your grass covers going as you start getting into winter mode, obviously, you'd be pretty happy.
0: You know we are. There's been good covers. Um, we'd held on to a few more lambs, just speculating that that price might start lifting, and we're certainly seeing a bit of a lift in most of our markets. So, so uh, we're seeing uh, that those uh, schedule prices go up based on that, and a bit of competitive pressure from um, all the companies chasing what lambs are out there. So, um, but that's always a gamble taking those lambs through that you've you've got the grass and you're not eating into your Winter supplies, as you know, Andy. But we've got some really good winter crops. We'll be actually testing them later this week and um, seeing what yields we've got too, which then helps, you know, get, get a really good feed budget in place for the winter.
1: Yes, to be consensus. A lot of the crops have actually rebounded not too badly, and we just looked back twelve months ago. May was the month that really provided getting those yields.
0: It was, and I think that you know we we certainly identify the secret here, Andy, is getting those crops and. You know, nice and early when there's still some moisture there. Um, Swedes, they, they went in a bit later, uh, got under a bit of pressure, but they've responded really well, and the fodder beach is looking fantastic. So but it's always good to get the yields done and just, you know, it's like your insurance. It's my insurance for the winter, Andy, having those good feed crops. So so when I've got some figures to work with, I can um, get a pretty good plan.
1: Well, talk about lamb prices at the moment. How are you? Yeah, they do go up, but I suppose... I don't know, it's the same old story, though. You get to this time of year, the schedule always goes upwards, doesn't it?
0: Schedule's always going to go up once companies start competing for animals, Andy. You've got, uh, you know, excess capacity chasing those animals. Um, and, and what it is genuinely coinciding with right now is a, is a lift in optimism in those markets. So not any one particular market, but you've got across China, you've got the European market and that American market, still very important for lamb, and you're actually seeing, a you know, a genuine... Um, lift in those prices and um, so so I think you've got two reasons why you're seeing that lift in the schedule.
1: Likes of the GDT having its second rise in a row, do you think this more or less relates to China coming back on board and if that is the case, Howie, do you think this is going to be good news for our land prices as well heading into winter?
0: Oh, we, we genuinely see that those, the, the predictions are there that those land prices are moving in a direction, you know, a really back to a strong price not as high as where we were um, prior to coming into this season but still back up to a really good price and I think that's pretty important for sheep farmers because it's what well, sheep and beef it's been a, it's been a hard year Andy with the interest rates anyone with a bit of debt will uh, will sort of sympathize with that and you know the fall in the and in the, in the red meat prices coinciding with just a lift and every other cost it's, it's been a really tough year to get through and it's also a year that you hope these um a little bit of understanding from the banks, because you talk to a lot of farmers, and it, it just hasn't been a, an enjoyable year to farm through when you've got to meet that bank expectation. Well,
1: you have got the bank expectation, but you think there'd be a little bit of love from the government for farmers, which isn't happening. Uh, new new Ute price, the dirty fuel, the, the the dirty vehicle tax they're calling it, going nearly to seven k now on a new vehicle. Um, it just comes across as bashing towards certain sectors.
0: Yeah, not not much love out there for farmers, Andy, at all doesn't feel that way and I see the number of people celebrating the last of the live um, the live stock export you know it's just it's uh, yeah lots of lots of problems you've got a you've got to face and adapt to
1: yeah it'll be interesting if we do have a change of government what actually changes for a lot of these regulations within the first six months um, but likes of Christopher Luxon coming out being open and up front saying live exports do come back onto the table I think it is a good thing
0: yeah, no, I agree. And look, we go back to a couple of weeks ago. We spoke about it, Andy. That, that and I see National mentioning it again that that uh, free trade agreement with India absolutely massive. Don't, don't even ever think of underestimating how how big a move that would be for us. So. Um, and you know, not only in terms of the right, the right now, the next, the next year, the next couple of years, but five, ten years out, that's a really important thing to get over the line.
1: That would be a great thing to get over the line, wouldn't it? You'll know yourself. Uh, well, like you, like you said last time, Alliance for the last while has been helping out or trying to get over the board actually, lamb into um, India. Wasn't Stephen Fleming and Brendan McCullum on board with the brand at one stage? Was that right?
0: Yeah, no, no, they still are. So Quality NZ is a company which is uh, Alliance is a joint owner and um, putting. Putting red meat specifically into that Indian market, using the or leveraging the reputations of those guys as ambassadors. And um, it's actually not only their reputation for product, it's their, it's their understanding of the bureaucracy. I think in any country that we put product into, India would have to be the one with the most a bureaucracy in terms of. Um, so many different compliance things to meet. And so those guys brought a great understanding to that. Um, so, look, we are really, really well positioned to put volumes into, um, into India when we can actually compete with the Australians on price. You know, that the price advantage they get is just, is just really difficult for us to move big volumes of, of um, product into that market.
1: Good on you, Howie. Thanks for your time, as always. Enjoy the big yellow this afternoon.
0: Yeah, absolute pleasure, Andy. And um, catch you later on.
1: Howie Morrison there, farming at Willow Bank and Alliance Board Director. Coming up next on The Muster for a Wednesday afternoon, let's catch up with Laurie Patterson out of Waikaka Genetics but also as part of Groundswell. Have a yarn. And every man